Eastern. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg after a very brief 11-week break. We're back. Well, it's good to be back. How you doing, Ronnie? I'm doing really good. We got Ronnie over here going to push the buttons to get us uh, to make sure we have a decent first show. And uh, Well, for the last three or four weeks, I've been fighting this, this cold thing that's going around. And I think I'm finally feeling better. Well, good. You look fine. You look good over there with your all your burn stuff on. Fat and sassy. There you go. And uh, Greg, how you doing, buddy? Welcome back. I'm just tickled to be back. And like I say, it didn't seem like it's been that long since we were winding the, the show up last year. But uh, we had kind of a bad experience uh, come through Spartanburg. It, it was uh, kind of a 200-mile-an-hour, it sounds like Daytona. It was like whatever tornadoes run 200-something mile-an-hour. But <laughs> Well, I heard him say on the news that it was classified as an F1. It's which about was a, 110. Yeah. Yeah, 110. But so, uh, it feels a lot worse than that when it's happening. I tell you, it did. and uh, It got you pretty bad, Barry. Well... Yes and no. I still don't have power, but I got no damage hardly at all. Knocked one of the gutters off and I snapped a pine tree off about halfway up in my backyard, but I got like a hundred trees, so it didn't matter. But there's people a half a block away that are have devastating damage. I mean, well, you know Sam Forey, and he got like the corner knocked off of his house, and he's uh, he's less than a quarter of a mile. He's about a quarter of a mile away on the same street, Pineville Road over there in Fernwood, and he's... Uh, Got both cars damaged, but there, I mean, and there's a lot of people worse than that. So I, I really can't complain that I, I don't have any power yet, and um, because I don't have any damage, n- nothing to speak of. And Jeremy, my my daughter's boyfriend, came and he cleared that up yesterday. So, and uh, we got over there uh, our our, uh, our our local man, who I'm glad to see back. I haven't texted you a little bit over the 11 weeks but haven't seen you lately and that's alan hill how you doing buddy doing good man glad to be back here on this uh new year well it is a new year and uh, are you doing some homework over there i see you're over there scratching away you're you you're always the best prepared person on the show trying trying to do a little bit of catching up here and uh glad uh we're going to start this year off. They're going to crank motors up here at Daytona here about 1130. So That's right. Bit, we'll still be on the air here whenever they uh, start practicing. So, uh, we'll just good thing. Uh, I'd like to thank all our listeners. Over the wintertime, I had a bunch of people walk up to me when me and my daughter were sitting at Cracker Barrel eating, walking up, saying, <laughs> boy, good show. Even like your daughter on the show. I like her on there, too. And uh, we uh going to have... A new opening for the show, hopefully in a, a couple of weeks, that's going to mention Alan. We, uh, he's such an integral part of the show, and I think really added more than any anything we've done in a long time. This is the beginning of our third year, so we've got 
we got two of them down, and uh, hopefully we can keep going. The uh, like to thank all the people at Fox Sports uh, Radio here in Spartanburg, Ryan Clary and Joe Delaney and Ryan Delaney, the owners that uh, permit us to come back on again. In fact, they're glad to have us. In fact, Ryan says we don't need to have a meeting every year. Y'all just, you know, come on and do the show. But I had to make sure that we had the openings that were going to start and the, and the, the 11 o'clock break and then the closing. So we're uh, we're pretty much set now. We got course at 1140. Uh, our other team member, Nelson Crozier, who Nelson um, had a little bit of health uh, bouts during the off season, but. I think he's raring to go, and I talked to him uh, the other day, and I know Greg talked to him every week. So Nelson's ready to go, and then at 1020 this morning, we got a special guest. Greg, who we got? Well, we got, <laughs> he's, he's, other than being in France, he's, he's the one in charge, and that's Mike Elton, who's been president of Talladega and president of Daytona, and and he's the C C E O or C O O. Well, you know, I don't quite know exactly what that means. The last time I checked it, he was an executive vice president. That's, that's what it. that's what they uh, had that's him it. down as. But he has had a lot of titles with C's in there and E's and O's and things. But uh, he the boss. He's the boss, and like Greg said, exactly. If, if he's the he's the highest up you can get without being named France and. Actually, there, I think there's only one of them that's sober and uh, functioning right now, and that's Jim. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no comment. But, you know, uh, I, don't know, I haven't heard anything from Brian lately. But we came back on the air uh, today because uh, Daytona does get started at 11, um, four, uh, 11.30, I guess. The uh, Is it ARCA practice? Uh, practice for somebody. I, I've got it right here. I, I, I got to... To tell you that we went and bought, Greg and I did, a, a new printer last week because uh, <laughs> we, uh, I come in here every week with, a, with reams of paper to in my preparation for the show that, you know, things I want to talk about and, and my notes and everything. Well, uh, so we bought one of these new printers, the one that Shaq advertises that... Um, Prints like fourteen thousand pages before you have to put ink in it about every two years, and it's it's a really nice printer. And I want to thank Greg for shelling out for that because he did say it was for the show, and it is for the show. That's where most of the printing comes from at my house. Yeah, but we, uh, we were going broke uh, trying to buy the ink for. It. That's exactly right. So, so Greg said, "Let's just get us a printer." Yeah. And uh, uh, okay, I'll look at that in just a second. And but the. Uh, we didn't get the gas-powered model. We got the electric one, and I haven't been able to print anything for two days. Say, Captain, I got no power. I got no power. We could have had either the gas-powered or the steam-powered, but we bought the electric one. And um, that's uh, not doing too good when I don't have any electricity. So um, I'm not, like I said, there's a lot of people around me that are a whole lot worse off with damage, and they're not going to possibly have any electricity for... Uh, for days, maybe even weeks, when the 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 wires are yanked off the box from the house and everything, so uh, we uh, we'll get by with uh, what little notes we can get. In fact, I can't even keep my phone charged. I'm only on about what I'm on now. Uh, well, I'm up to seventeen percent. That's the highest I've been for quite a while. And I got that driving over here 
because I think I was on 4% when I left. But, uh, Greg, I want to uh, tell you publicly that I appreciate you uh, getting that printer for us because it will benefit all of us here on the show, but uh, not doing us much good today. Well, no, but uh, I think we've done right getting electric with it because uh, you, you had time enough to, to test drive it and saw what, what we needed. It was good. And then tornado skips and hops all over Spartanburg. And, and like I say, I, di- I didn't suffer much damage. But uh, you lost power for a couple of days. You got, you said you got yours back yesterday, right? Got mine back yesterday about, about, five, about the time it just starts to get dark. And then all of a sudden, it just come on, you know, because they told us it was going to be uh, today. Well, I had just talked to you on the phone. And Roberta said it was going to be eleven fifty nine tonight. And so you, you, you beat the rap on that. Well, the thing is, is you hit, you hadn't been off the phone maybe an hour, and uh, you know we've got gas heat and always use a stove, you know if you have to. And so, we'll but that, I mean, you got gas heat. You got to have an electric motor to blow it, don't you? Well, no, it. Uh, they got these little portable heaters, and they only need about two psi, and that they work, you know, without electricity. Well, that's, and then that's the kind to have. <laughs> it is right and now. It works. It works great. We've had to test it out several times, and it, it, it come in handy again. But uh, as far as as far as being warm and having something to eat and everything. And but like I say, I think we might have got a little bit of gutter damage, maybe a little bit of shingle damage. But I was worried about Burtis two cars sitting out there. You know, we got we got the super fast Mustang hers out there, and then yeah, she went and bought her a, a, a year old uh, Lincoln Carolina red. Well, that's good. And. I, I, all I could do is look out the window and make sure the cars wasn't hurt. Well, that's uh, you had a lot of damage. Greg lives in Converse Heights, and there's maybe the biggest tree I've ever seen in my life still laying across Connecticut Avenue right there, uh, almost at the red light at Main Street. So, um, And listen, those of you that aren't familiar with Spartanburg, that's the main cut through. Yeah, that's a, you know, that was on the, uh, Lindbergh went down that street when they paraded him through Spartanburg in 1927. So, I didn't uh, know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. He that's came a, down. Cool he, as heck. he came from Morgan Square. Well, he came from the airport, and he went down Morgan Square uh, all the way past Converse College. He took a ride on Connecticut. He went down Connecticut, took another ride on Otis Boulevard, went all the way across Pine Street um, to Union Street, and went to the Duncan Park ball field. And okay. Made a, a speech at the brand new ballpark to uh, like twenty five thousand people. It was out there, but anyway, we're really getting off our history. Uh, <laughs> Alan, uh, swing that mic over there, Greg. Um, the uh, we only got three mics and four people. Alan, has this have been a, a particularly hectic couple of days for you? Because I know, uh, as by trade, Alan is an electrician, and um, I, I would think that. Not so much climbing up poles for Duke Power or anything, but I know a lot of people in my neighborhood got like their whole, uh, their uh, the box yanked off, off the yeah. side of the house. Uh, no, not not as particular me. Duke Power usually has a set of crews that goes out there. They'll just throw in bigger boxes back up on that house and hook it right back up. And, you know, you don't have to have inspection and stuff like that. 
I was actually out in my shop building a race car. It was on my birthday. Thursday was my birthday. Was well, it? Late happy birthday. Thank y'all. And uh, The tornado hit just for your the, birthday. The, well, I was in the shop at 12 o'clock. My brother sent me pictures on my phone, and I walked up there and looked. He said, it's, go, it's getting bad in Spartanburg. And I just opened the door, and I said, yeah, it is. But I closed the door <laughs> back, went back to work. <laughs> So, uh, you sent me a picture one time during the, during the 11 weeks we were off there of a car. And is, is this a, now is this one you've been working on for four years or is, is Yes, yes, this is one we've been working on for a little time now. We've, uh, they kind of changing a few more rules on us that these racetracks ran here. And I'm going, uh, I'm going to have a car for whichever racetrack we want to go to. Okay. And, and, uh, have it sitting there ready to go. If Danny says he wants to go to, Travers Rest on Friday night. We're going to Travers Rest. We want to go to Gaffney. We go to Gaffney. We want to go to Harris. And we got another racetrack opening up. Uh, Where's that at? Antioch. Up Antioch. At Antioch Speedway. It's a, it's a big half mile racetrack. Where's that? I like half it's miles. It's up above Morganton, North Carolina. And uh, they, uh, people called Danny the other day and wanted to know if we would actually come up there. And Danny texted me. He said, Will we be willing to go to Antioch? I said, Do they give a trophy away? <laughs> he said, Yep. I said, okay, we'll go. Um, now, half mile, that's bigger than any of the other tracks you run on, right? Oh, yeah, but Gaffney used to be a half mile back in the day. But I, I, I know that, but I mean, I, I'm thinking about... Uh, um, gear like, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to have to change. We're going to have to have a different gear. You got to have, have your foot on the floor a little bit longer. Yeah, we'll have to change gears just, just like it all is for NASCAR and stuff like that. Different tracks calls for different gears, but that's just a... That's a simple thing. You're prepared for it. Oh yeah, we'll get we'll get prepared. I've got my uh, 25T hoodie on this morning that I got at the the barbecue eating contest I had on Morgan Square last year that we did. So, uh, but now let me ask you: um, We're going to have another guest at 11 o'clock. Is that correct? That's correct. I'll have my brother back on. Everybody knows the passing of Junior Johnson. Yes, uh, one of the greatest in NASCAR racing. And- Absolutely. And uh, he worked for Junior for about 24 years, and uh, mm. he still lives right there above the shops there in Ingle Holler. And uh, he says he wasn't coming back to Spartanburg, so he's going to be right there at the shops of Ingle Holler up there. Well, I think if anybody could tell you, and, and I wanted to specifically, in fact, Alan's the one that broke the news to me that Junior had passed away. He texted me one evening, and um, I was thinking, you know, who could we get to talk about uh, Junior a little bit in depth? And I don't know if we could get anybody better than Mike Hill, yep. your brother. Plus, he's already got a race under his belt this year. Yep, for the IMSA series. Uh, didn't start off too good. Had a little transmission problems at the start of it. I mean, not really during the race. That, that race is 24 hours long, so I don't know what you'd really call the start of that race. Well, uh, it happened while I was in, asleep because I stuck with it off and on watching movies and things and I guess I went to bed that night 2.30 or 3 o'clock and, and they had been like second, third or fourth the whole race. They might have they might have led a little bit. I think it would have been during pit stops but I know they were they were right in the thick of it yeah. on the lead lap. I mean when they would show the how far behind they were it, it wasn't like minus one or minus two. It was like a, a matter of seconds. Yeah. You know like 40 seconds or something. And uh, the uh, and then I woke up. The first thing I did was snap on the TV when I, I had electricity back in those <laughs> days. And uh, and they were like seven laps behind or something. I said, well, or they were in seventh place. Yep. There are a lot of laps behind. And I said, well, something happened while I was asleep. But we're going to take a break right now and come back. And um, 
We're going to talk to Mike Helton. Who and- we... Just to, just before you, you you close us out for this segment, yep. I just got a text alert. Uh-oh. That it's snowing in Clemson. Well, well headed his way. There you go. It's uh, probably interrupting. Don't they have their first softball game or something coming up this weekend? Wednesday, for the home open. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we haven't had any weird weather in over 24 hours, so I guess it's time to have some snow <laughs> while the hurricane, while the, the the tornado crews are out there cleaning up the mess. But uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Mike Helton on the other side of this break. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 in Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay. So for the rest of you, download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Happy New Year! We're seeing 2020 at Greer Nissan, and the savings are clear. Cars, trucks, SUVs, all your favorite models are on sale with low prices and payments. New Year, new you, new Nissan. And with over 300 to choose from, you've got plenty of options. Drive a new Altima, just $169 a month. Only $169 for a new 2020 Altima. Drive a new road, just $199 a month. Or save up to $8,500 off. Only $199 for a 2020 road. Or save $8,500. $8,500 off a new 2019 road or take the wheel of a rugged new Titan pickup and save up to $14,000 off. That's right, up to $14,000 off a new Titan. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Hurry into Greer Nissan. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironsburg Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironsburg Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironsburg Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. For everything happening here at the station, download our Fox Sports 1400 app today. Type-
type Fox Sports 1400 to search Google Play or the Apple Store to get started. No sleep till... Welcome back to Start Your Engines, and Ronnie is over here diligently working the phones to get a hold of Mike, and uh, we, um, I think we've got him, we should be in just a second talking with him, and uh, he of course is down at Daytona where things are getting ready to really start popping, and uh, now we'd like to welcome on uh, Start Your Engines, Mike Helton, Mike ends the season with us and starts the season with us, so uh, good morning Mike, how are you? Good morning. I'm good. Honored to start another season with you. Well, I tell you what, uh, it's a it's a feather in our cap and a and a, a source of great pride when we tell everybody, you know, that you start our season and end our season. So thank you very much for uh, for coming on with us and um, and Greg does a great job getting you every year. Well, like I say, <laughs> uh, I think it's the third year we've done it. You know, we started with Mike and ended it with Mike, and I can't think of anybody better to do it with. Because uh, me and Mike been friends for a long time, and he's been into all aspects of NASCAR to where he's running it, you know. And so you and, think he knows what he's doing, huh? Uh, yeah, and <laughs> we can tell it's time for NASCAR again, Mike, because we just got word that it's snowing in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm proud to report that it's sunny and beautiful down here in Daytona Beach. So, wish I was there. Uh, you guys, you guys, sit back and watch all the action and enjoy the enjoy the winterland. We will. Well, you know, we had a tornado tear through here t- Thursday, so uh, yeah, you, you guys have had some tough weather up there between the wind and the tornadoes and the rain and now snow. So, yeah, well, Mother Nature is pushing everything in one can real quick for you. Well, well I, South Carolina is one of the few places that you can experience all four seasons in one day. <laughs> well, the good news is, is I'm going to have to go to a bar to watch Daytona if I don't get my electric electricity back because I don't have a gas-powered television or anything. Um, but, Mike, we want to talk to you about uh, there's a lot of great things happening in NASCAR. Uh, and one of the things that, you know, I really didn't realize, I had I had read it earlier, but... Um, you're really not uh, the Winston Cup or the Nextel Cup or or any kind of cup. You're just the uh, the NASCAR Cup. You, you you sort of got a new name, right? Well, we got we got our own brand uh, well established on it. It's this the NASCAR Cup and the Cup Series, and we've got four great uh, premier sponsors that are going to support it uh, as they typically have, but even in a, in a new way and. We'll see how the season unfolds as to how each of those premier sponsors and others that are involved uh, become part of it. But it, it's the it's the NASCAR Cup beginning uh, this year, and and we're kind of excited about that. And and, and the reason being is that you know, for this will be our seventy third season in the NASCAR, and and we've always had great partners to help build the sport winston and nextel sprint monster energy and uh but but jim and lisa are of the of the mindset and jim being the son of the founder and spent his entire life in this business and lisa's spent her entire life in this business that that let's let's use our name let's let's promote our brand um 
and and people have said along the way that you know it doesn't matter. I've heard drivers and team owners and different folks say, "Look, you you go to Talladega, it's a NASCAR race. You go to Charlotte, it's a NASCAR race. You go to Daytona, it's a NASCAR race." So we're kind of excited about this opportunity to see how that all blends into the 2020 season. Well, uh, and I know you know that the. Uh, uh, You've got to have sponsors. You've got to have somebody to help you pay the bills and everything. But it always looked, not just NASCAR, but a lot of places. I mean, you can't watch a football game without it being a first down brought to you by uh, Joe's Bar or something like that. You know, it's it's everything is so commercial, and it's just great to go the other way a little bit and just and have have NASCAR. But in the background, you've got Coca-Cola, if I'm not mistaken, and several other partners that are... Sort of, uh, and they don't—they won't be behind the scenes because they're your commercial partners. I guess is the way one way to put it. Uh, that are going to be at the forefront without having their name uh, on the name of the series. Yeah, yeah. But I think it, that's it, a great it, idea. It, you're, right. abs- you're absolutely right. I mean, every business, every sport. Uh, we used to get laughed at back in the 70s because we had our brands, you know, going on the side of the cars and the uniforms walking around and and uh, flags flying and track signage. And, and the other stick and ball guys kind of made fun of us until they figured out and says, hey, there's a there's a good revenue source there. And so now it's like you say, it's all over the place. And we still are very reliant on those relationships and, and we'll do new things and, and have an opportunity in a new frontier with digital and streaming and, and activation at the racetrack activation in the communities to, to treat each one of these premier, uh, partners as, as sponsors collectively all through the season. Mike, before we get any further along, I don't want us to run out of time without you uh, having an opportunity because there there is a lot of new things going on. And it's Jimmy Johnson's last year and Chevy's got a new car and you've got this wild changes in the schedule that I can't wait to see how that works out. But I want to get your thoughts on the passing of Junior Johnson because there's no greater legend um, uh, that... That NASCAR has. I mean, he went in with the first group with the Francis and Richard Petty and and um, and Dale Earnhardt. So, uh, you know, just a few thoughts on Junior and maybe even a funny story or something. Well, uh, you know, as as I mentioned earlier, we're starting our seventy third season, and you can't do that without having to pay tribute to and say goodbye to to legendary characters that have built the sport along the way and. Junior certainly being one of those, and um, what a great era, uh, you know that that was with people like him and Bud and and different characters that that um, didn't have a limit, and, and so you they they pushed themselves uh, each race in their own style and fashion, and and that's that that was the competition that happened in the garage and on the racetrack, and Junior was famous for that, and then. And then his his background prior to racing and his little interruption while he was racing and and then getting cleared of all that and ended up having a pretty daggone good uh, business established around his his father's moonshine recipe that got him in trouble to start with. <laughs> all that's just it just makes for a, a heck of a great story. It is, and Junior's de, Junior is deserving of that because he is he was. He was the character. He was he was tremendously uh, a tremendous uh, 
uh, asset to, to stock car racing and to NASCAR just because of his nature and his character and his desire for it to be big uh, and strong and healthy. I, the, the one quick story I'll tell is... is Great. I missed. I first met Junior Johnson when I was running Atlanta Raceway, and this was this was in the late seventies, early eighties. I can't remember, and the testing was pretty uh, active back in. You know, you, we didn't have much limitation on it, and so we'd have a lot of people come to the track and test. And Junior was there testing with his car, and and he he sent. Uh, I think it might have been Henry Benfield to come out and said, "Junior wants to see you." And I thought, Lord, why me? <laughs> and so I, I go in on pit road, and he's tinkering, and they're, they're, they send the car back out, and he hands me a piece of paper and says, uh, "Do you know where this is?" And it was over in Fayetteville, Georgia, which is on the west side of the track down in Atlanta. And I said, "I got a pretty good idea," and he said, "Well, can you get me there when we take a break?" And I said, "I'll try." And so we ran over there, and 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 find the place, and he's over there looking at coon dogs. <laughs> somebody, somebody had told him about a, a breeder there in, in Fayetteville, Georgia, that had a pretty good line of coon dogs, and and uh, uh, he wanted to go over there while he was that close to it and, and pick up a couple of them. So I think he went back home with a couple of coon pups. Well, you know, we were talking just a few minutes ago about the about the 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 names that have been associated with NASCAR. And if I'm not mistaken, he had everything to do with Winston coming on, did he not? He had a lot to do with it. He had friends there that, that wanted to do something. And he said, hey, I I can do something. But, you know, here's you need a bigger platform than I can give you. And he he introduced him to, to Bill Jr. and the right folks on the NASCAR side to build that relationship and make that relationship. But uh, they always had a soft spot for Jr. and Jr. for them. And so... There was a, uh, but but he that's that that was the street smartness of a guy like Junior Johnson Junior in particular. He he knew that when that came to his attention, that hey wait whoa wait a minute this this can be this can be a whole lot bigger than I can do, and it make me be okay too. So yeah, well that's part of his legacy, and uh, yes sir. Thank goodness that that Junior. Um, has been part of our sport. I mean, he could have gone a lot of different ways with his life. And uh, being uh, one of the cornerstones of NASCAR, I think we're all thankful to have had him. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And the uh, biggest thing, uh, you know, Junior had a love for hunting. Uh, you know, he goes on about part of the stuff uh, from the old days, him and his daddy doing kind of some uh, liquor stuff and everything. But... <laughs> <laughs> but well, like what a lot of people forget about, and I remember it very well because I was at the tracks when I was a kid. Junior Johnson was a heck of a race driver, uh, you know. So he he was the whole package, you know. He 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 knew how to handle sponsorship people, and he liked to go hunting, and uh, he had a dedication to NASCAR and uh, and a real heavy right foot, a real heavy right <laughs> foot, and uh, he 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 he. He wound up helping the sport in general. I mean, he just, just really did. And, uh, and if I could touch on for just a second before we run out of time also, uh, 
we actually lost another one, um, uh, John Andretti, who was, uh, he won at Daytona, and I didn't realize what a great driver, I mean, I knew it, I guess, at the time, but he, he won in every different series, and the, it, it's great to have the Andretti name, you know, associated with NASCAR, too. Of course, Mario won the 500 one year. Yeah, and, and and that was such a sad loss because John was only late fifties, fifty seven or so, and had so much more to give and to and to offer up. And so our condolences go to his family because it you you walk into a, a garage area, it doesn't matter if it's open wheel or stock car or what have you, and your last name's Andretti. You're you're immediately going to get attention and and be given an audience and everything. And John used that well. He was a talented young man and. Uh, it was. I thought it was really ironic that his race is won with Richard Petty and Kelly Arbor and 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 what great synergy between all those names in motorsports, you know. And uh, I just really uh, saddened by his his early demise. And and but but what a what a on top of being a a fierce competitor and. Uh, quite frankly, a, a, a gentleman about it all too. He was just really, just really such a nice individual, and he and his whole family were just so pleasant to be with off the track. and And he was a lot of fun to watch when he was driving the car on the track. I think he also won his class in the twenty four hours of Daytona, nineteen eighty nine. But did you happen to see? Um on the way to the cemetery yesterday, I guess it was, or the day before, they took one lap around Indianapolis Motor Speedway in the rain, you know, the funeral procession. I don't think it was the whole procession, but it was uh, like the, the hearse and the Andretti's following it in a, in a lead car, and I, I thought that was fantastic. That's very fitting, and it's a, it's a nice nice touch. And um, the, the, like I say, the Andretti family in motorsports is, is right up there in the in a in a high category of, of great names, and um, so it was only fitting that that uh, John got to do that lap at Indianapolis one last time. Absolutely. And listen, one last question from me before we have to let you go back to work: Are there any rule changes this year that the fans will be aware of? I know there are usually some that we we don't see that are behind the scenes rules, but any that that the fans will notice right off. Well, I, I, I think there's some tweaks that that may not be noticeable as much to fans, but certainly are a benefit in the garage area with uh, with a limited number of, of chassis that the teams uh, can operate with. Uh, it's not a new chassis, it's not a new design or anything, but it is a limited number of, of different architectures if you will from from 19 that'll be applicable in 20 but but that'll be never that'll never be realized or seen because these guys will do what they do on the racetrack with with what they they had last year the uh we we did tweak the the arrow package for short tracks right. it seemed like in thinking. 19 we we Steve O'Donnell and and Scott Miller and John Probst and his group got us a better performing cup car on the intermediate track. I think the intermediate races last year were some of our some of our really premier uh, popular races, and and you know so now it's a well. Wait a minute. What what about Martinsville? What about Richmond? What about Dover? And so they they did some tweaking on those packages to try to 
close enough to competition there the way they did on the intermediate tracks in 19. So I think we'll see that uh, pretty obviously early on in 20, but it won't be until we get to the short tracks. And uh, those are the two, two, two biggest things, I think. And then uh, outside of that, I, you know, we, we may tweak some of the laps in the, in the stages right. so that there's a, there's a better balance of, of what happens in each cycle between fuel and tires and those types of things. So we've had uh, stages long enough now to where we can tweak them a little bit, fine-tune them to where it plays into the entertainment side of what the competitors do and changes up their strategy. And we've learned that every time we change up a team strategy, the, we and the fans, we're, we're all benefits of that. Well, Mike, uh, your sentence is over for your first uh, visit of the year, and, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on. We know how busy you are, and once again, it just shows that Greg gets us the best. Thank you, too, Greg. And, uh, um, Mike, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, hope when we talk to you in November um, that we can talk about another great year, and I'm sure we will. Well, I'm excited about the 2020 season. I really am. And, and the tweaking of the schedules, it's going to be interesting to see how all that comes out and us finishing up out in Phoenix this year. But uh, thank you for the opportunity to visit with you and talk to fans in, 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 the, in the ears of your, your shows and everything. It's always a, uh, it's humbling to, for me because I've been a fan since I was old enough to know I was a fan of the sport. But to be able to, to have got to done what I get to do and still be able to sit and talk about the sport that I love and with with and help explain it maybe sometimes or just share thoughts and ideas and and sometimes disagreements with fans all across the country. That's that's what makes me click every day. I love to go to work and go to the racetrack and 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 interact with fans. Yeah. Well, Mike, we can't thank you enough, and uh, you, you're the best. And I remember when. Uh, they, they took you from Talladega and put you over Daytona and everything. Me and Bud said, we just had to racetrack and heard something about it. And we said, now that's a good move. Well, and I appreciate we've that. always been a supporter of yours. And you've always, you know, looked after me and Bud in a lot of cases. And, and uh, it, you, you're the best. And we look forward to talking to you. Uh, hopefully we can do it first last show for a long time. I hope so, too. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. That's Mike Helton, and uh, they just don't come any nicer or bigger. Right? That's it. That's right. All right, let's take a break and come back and talk to the smartest man we know, Nelson Crozier. You're listening to Start Your Engine on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Happy New Year! We're seeing 2020 at Greer Nissan, and the savings are clear. Cars, trucks, SUVs, all your favorite models are on sale with low prices and payments. New Year, new you, new Nissan. And with over 300 to choose from, you've got plenty of options. Drive a new Altima, just $169 a month. Only $169 for a new 2020 Altima. Drive a new road, just $199 a month. Or save up to $8,500 off. Only $199 for a 2020 road. Or save $8,500 off. 
$1,000 off a new 2019 road. Or take the wheel of a rugged new Titan pickup and save up to $14,000 off. That's right, up to $14,000 off a new Titan. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Hurry into Greer Nissan. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. 864-479-1197 for more details. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck-on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Good morning, Good morning. Nelson. How are you, buddy? I was doing pretty good. Well, I, we all made it back. So, uh, got 2020 to uh, to talk about. and uh, Starting a good year. Starting off here with uh, tornadoes and snowstorms here in Spartanburg. But other than that, things are pretty normal. How are you doing? And uh, um, what's your thoughts on uh, on Daytona? I mean, we, got, we just had Mike Helton, and we tried to touch on a few of the new changes. But... Uh, um, not everything. So, but but what specifically can we look for at Daytona? Uh, the Camaro has a new nose, some new engine parts. Uh, they're changing the uh, you know when is the race official, and it's back to halfway basically. Well, it should be. And they've also changed the the. I don't know if they standardized it or what, but I think they've uh, tweaked 
tweak the the length of the segments. I mean, I'm not. I don't like segments they, they anyway, have, but they have. They've done something uh, something with that. They pretty much shortened up the last segment. Well, that's. Uh, I think I read where the Daytona 500 is going to be 65, 65 and seventy. The last segment's going to right. be uh, just a, a tad longer than the than the first two. Which I mean, I I like the last segment being longer. I mean, you should have to, you know, dig a little harder and have a little more strategy involved in the in a, if they're going to do segments. I think the last one should be a little longer. Oh, I fully agree. Uh, they changed the Hall of Fame uh, induction uh, right. procedure. Uh, I don't know if he talks about it or not. Uh, but, you know, uh, two current people and one, uh, you know, from uh, the earlier years. Yeah. Uh, you know, you check them, John, uh, talks about John Andretti. We also lost Roland Lovatica, uh Mike Fryer. Of course, Junior Johnson, uh, Frank Manafort, who uh, is big up in New England, and Larry Rosser, who was a uh, national inspector. Now, Roland Roland Wolodica, he was uh, he came in what like in nineteen seventy nine with those uh, blue and yellow cars for. Uh, uh, I think actually, didn't he drive one to begin with? And uh, and uh, Dale Earnhardt drove the other. Uh, well, whether they were two cars or the same car, you know, uh, that's where he was. And, uh, it was really actually, uh, you know, pretty good start. Yeah, because... And, uh, then, of course, uh, Bobby Allison uh, has been in the hospital of getting a shunt replacement from the crash at uh, Pocono years ago. And he's doing pretty good. Okay, he's in the hospital as as we speak. Uh, he may be home now, but uh, earlier in the week he was still at the hospital. Okay, because you know he's a uh, he's a real friend of the show, and I'm not sure that Greg even knew that. Greg stepped away for a minute, but you know uh, I told Greg yeah. to get us a Daytona 500 winner for uh, the show next week, and I think he actually is uh, uh, working on uh, getting a hold of uh, Jeff Bodine, but. Um, I, I didn't know Bobby, and and you know that's uh, that's that's something that that injury was so long ago that I mean he would still be having procedures done. You know that that just that reminds me of a soldier or something that was wounded in battle twenty years ago, still having a uh, you know still having issues with it. Well, it's just a God-given wonder that Bobby survived that. Oh yeah, I mean I remember it like it was yesterday. So, all right. So we get, yeah, we we get started today with uh, some practice for the Clash and the ARCA races this afternoon. And ARCA has has undergone some changes, um, hopefully for the better. Talk to us a little bit about what we uh, what was changed in ARCA and and how that might affect what we watched at uh, I think is at four thirty. Uh, well, first of all, NASCAR bought ARCA uh, because they had a gap in their program, you know, regional racing and, uh, you know, not that much short track racing. Uh, so I think it was a good move. Uh, you know, uh, the ARCA series is now a national touring series uh, in NASCAR. Uh, so 
it's a good feeling. A lot of, uh, you know, great feeder series, uh, as it always has been for that far. Well, are the cars, um, uh, rules-wise, I mean, they're not interchangeable with uh, cup cars, are they? Or, or, or not, there... not with cup cars, but, uh, uh, you know, with Xfinity cars and some other, even last year, the bodies were interchangeable. Uh, but which series are, you know, directly uh, in competition with, I'm not sure. Well, I know we've got a another up and coming uh, up and coming female that I believe she's going to be racing today. I don't know anything about the, if they've even had their time trials or yet. And I, what I think her name is Hallie Deegan. And uh, yes, uh, she's the fastest uh, in practice so far. Oh well, good. Um, I know that. Uh, I believe did she run into twenty four hours a Daytona, or was she in one of like a a preliminary race. I know she was down there I running a sports a car. I, yeah, I think it was a preliminary race, but again, not positive. Yeah, I think it was too. And what I was reading about her last night by the light of the fireplace on my phone <laughs> that was quickly losing power, um, that uh, she was one of many people that, if I'm not mistaken, was on board with Toyota. And she... Um, I don't know exactly how it came about, but she said, you know, heck with this. And for whatever reason or how she pulled it off, I'm not sure. But she got herself aligned with Ford. And from what I understand, they're, uh, they're really uh, putting quite an investment into her development. Right. Well, as people say, she's the real deal. Well, uh, I guess that remains to be seen. Uh, you know, even... Uh, um, well, so far, so far, she's lived up to it. Is she the one that I read about that she's not shy about uh, swapping sheet metal with some of the boys? Um, and that I'm not really sure about, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure she can take it, but she can go without. Well, you know, um, I mean, I was a big, I was behind Danica Patrick all the way. Uh, of course, she sat on the pole one time at Daytona. I think right in her first race, right out of the box, she won the pole. But um, and she did win a cart, or I say cart, an IndyCar race uh, in Japan. Which um, you know they, they just don't hand those things out. So she was a Danica Patrick really raised the awareness of racing. I, I think she probably I, I don't know if she gets a bad rap or not i know she got out of that number 10 car and eric almarola got in it and started running towards the front and actually won so uh um right but uh, you never know uh exactly you know what is uh, really the same car uh so you know yeah i think she i think Jadico was a better driver and uh, she was definitely a great spokesman especially with the kids yeah well, she, uh, I know, I, I didn't think too much of her uh, GoDaddy commercials, but some of those were a little uh, out of, off the, you know, off the chart with the high heels and the legs and everything, but she was... Uh, well, when you're, when you're as short as she is, you need uh, uh, all the help you can get in the vertical category. <laughs> the vertical category, that's well put. And I think uh, she's... Uh, I guess she's still catching passes from uh, 
uh, the guy from the Green Bay Packers was a Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we uh, get away here, go ahead. Forty-three, forty-three inches for five hundred. Brendan Gordon is going to retire after Daytona and Talladega races. Uh, Suarez is in the 96 car. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek is in the front row Cisco car. Uh, Joe Nemechek uh, is running, I believe, a truck. Uh, Jerry Baxter will be the crew chief for the 43 car. Uh, as you probably already mentioned, the bus class tomorrow at 3 o'clock, qualifying tomorrow at 1 o'clock. That will be one car and one lap, and we'll set the front row only. And one thing uh, Mike Felton uh, touched on, for the short track and road course, the spoiler is cut from eight inches down to two inches. Well, and I, I knew that about the, uh, um, the the spoiler getting cut down, and I, hopefully that'll... Uh it won't help the stability, will it? But it'll, it should pick up the speed, correct? Right. Well, and it'll enable cars to close up easier. Right. Well, I'm looking. Uh, and Go ahead. And then uh, you mentioned that uh, Jim France and Lisa, uh, you know, the only Francis you're involved anymore. Well, Lisa's son, Ben, uh, who's by name of Kennedy, he's now the vice president of race and development. Okay, well, what do you think about, uh, um, you, you were going over some of the driver changes, and I've already read in the paper this morning uh, where they're, they're, they're speculating on who's going to take Jimmy Johnson's place, and the poor boy hadn't even started his first race of his last season. So uh, I thought that was a little premature, but I guess they got to write about something. Well, yeah, anything you write about, but I'd say it's a bit premature. Yeah, I, I think it is, too. Uh, well, Nelson, I'm looking forward to seeing if uh, somebody can dethrone you from your uh, um, winning our our little weekly get-together, uh, picking the races. I, I was uh, perfect last year. I didn't pick one all season. So, uh, yeah, hold on. Come in. Oh, so. Yeah, go ahead. No, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll let you go anyway, Nelson. I, I just wanted to say that we're going to we're all uh, laying for you this year. You're not going to, uh, you know, Greg was doing great last year. We back three weeks in a row. He picked uh, um, Kyle Bush and, um, and, and took the lead and, and quit picking him. And so, uh, you know, I don't know who his advisor was, but uh, he was ill-advised. Right. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be hard to say. Uh, I'll go ahead and choose Kessler. I'll see for the class. Oh, okay. Well, we we can do that, Ronnie. Who are you going to pick for the class? I'm going to have to give that a little bit of thought. I, I, well, you better give us some quick thought. All right, uh, <laughs> I'll go with the 18. Okay, that's Kyle Bush. Well, I'll take Logano since uh, uh, now, now, uh, Greg, you got a, a pick here. Uh, just you, you want the Wood Brothers car? All right, that would be Di Benedetto. <laughs> Which might be a pretty that, wise choice. That's there. not a bad pick. No, I know it's not. No, and, uh, I chose a good choice. And uh, what do you Harvick. think there, Alan? Harvick. Harvick. He's going to go with Harvick again. So, all right, Nelson. Well, look, we appreciate you coming on, and we look forward to talking to you next week. And um, stay safe, buddy. We'll see you later.
Okay, sounds good. All Talk right. Next week. Okay, buddy. That's Nelson Crozier. What do you know about him, Ronnie? He's the smartest man I know. He's the smartest man I know, too. So, uh, um, yeah, I didn't know we were going to do picks for the clash, but what the heck? Let's, he, he <laughs> Let, let's go for it. <laughs> let's go for it. Yeah, because uh, Alan's over here holding. He already had the, the, the yeah, thing yeah, he held got up ready over to go. here. He was ready to go. And, uh, yeah, I think Dee Benedetto, that's going to be, of all the new driver changes, and, uh, and you know, that's. That's going to be an interesting one, interesting one to watch. I think we'll be. We're going to see right off the bat how good the Woods car is. Yeah, you know they've uh, they've won Daytona with uh, Trevor Bain and Tiny Lunn and Kale Yarborough and AJ Foyt and David Pearson. So uh, they're uh, they're no stranger to victory lane. And 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 uh, I think Matt D. Benedetto was I'm, good. I'm just victory happy lane. that I finally learned how to say his last name, D. Benedetto. D. Benedetto. That's right. Is that how they pronounce it? Yeah, we can just call him Matt D. They say he's good. <laughs> well, he better be because he's got a good car under him. Yeah. And uh, we, um, we're we going to come back at the end of the break here at the top of the hour. And we're going to have Mike Hill, who's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, sports cars, a little bit about the 24 Hours of Daytona. And his first race already in the book. And his first race is already booked. And I guess he's got Sebring coming up. You, uh, uh, Alan told me in March. So, um, what we're going to do is talk to him. And, of course, the main thing will be Junior Johnson that he has uh, uh, worked with for 24 years. So, stay tuned. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. We'll be right back. We are Spartanburg's radio home for University of South Carolina football is Fox Sports 1400 WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories for six Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets. 
to build wealth and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Every rim-rattling dunk. Oh, deflected, stolen by Lawson. He'll race in and flush it. Every clutch three. Autograph the three. One more time for Hassani. And every unforgettable moment. And you can put Spurs on this one. South Carolina with the upset of 16th Rand Dauber. South Carolina basketball lives here. The South Carolina Gamecocks are headed to the Final Four. The Gamecocks Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of the first show of 2020. I've missed this, guys. I don't know about y'all. I, I miss getting together with you guys every weekend. Well, I thought you were talking about pushing the buttons because I, I <laughs> you know, you. it's been a long time since you sat over there and did that. And yeah, I, and it, it's, it's all fun. It's, it's fun being with you guys and it's fun doing this. Well, uh, hopefully we can keep doing it for a while and have great guests like we've had so far. And um, knock on wood, knock on myself, and uh, and Mike Hill, who joins us now from, uh, I guess, you up in Ingle Hollow up there in the North Carolina Mountain country. That's where I'm at. Well, right here in Ingle Holler, North Carolina. Ingle Holler. Well, you know, let's get right to it, um, and we'll, we'll do a little bit about. Uh, uh, we want to hear about your um, 24 hour experience uh, at Daytona, but you worked for Junior Johnson. Y'all worked together, and uh, I guess you couldn't have been much closer for for nearly a quarter of a century. So uh, um, that was. Uh, uh, a, a great loss for auto racing, and I couldn't think of anybody better to talk to us a little bit about it than you. It was a sad day. You know, I had a... Uh, we had indication that he was having issues the last time I'd spoken with him, and I could tell that something was wrong, and I told my wife, I said, it's something, something's going wrong here, you know, and I think dementia finally got him, uh, <clears throat> but uh, we had a great time. You know, had it not been for Junior, I don't know. I, I <laughs> wife and, and I, when we first got married, uh, we was trying to make a, a living racing dirt cars down there at Gaffney, and and, uh, and the, the coal miners and the 
the guys from South Florida showed up with all that money. And I told my dad then, I said, Dad, they're going to break us. We can't run with them. And sure enough, uh, I had a baby and I said, oh gosh, this is bad. So I get a phone call. And well, I'd, I'd already went and applied for a job with Travis Carter because I knew he was going to start up the uh, Skull Bandit team. And he was leading Junior Johnson. So I went to Travis. I'm thinking, yeah, Travis and I got, we got along real good whenever I was Cecil Gordon's crew chief and he was Benny Parsons' crew chief. I said, you know, so Travis says, yeah, give me a, give me a couple of weeks, you know, or a week. And sure enough, I get back home and the phone rings and it's not Travis Carter, it's Junior Johnson. And, uh, I didn't know all that was going on with, with Junior. I knew Kale. Rumors were that, that Harry Gant was going to come there, and I'm thinking, well, this would be a pretty good deal. And Junior, we're talking. And uh, I asked him, I said, who's going to be your driver, Junior? He said, my driver's going to be Daryl Waltrip. And I said, well, I can forget Mike Hill coming to single holler. <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> I, said, I, can't, I, I said, I can't work with that guy. I said, I've, I've seen how he treats his guys over there on that die guard deal you know i mean and just the way he talked you know everybody knew it in those days he was he was pretty pretty loud but junior told me then he says mike you come to work for me so i'm gonna shut that boy's mouth <laughs> well if anybody can do it if anybody can do it you can but you know we uh worked for him and uh, we never gave him we never gave him the opportunity uh to be to be mad about anything because we was winning about everything when he first come in, into the holler. We won we won 12 races the first year and turned right around and did it again the second year. So, yeah, it was a... He was all happy. After we got him, got him a championship and he was like a little puppy. After we got him a second championship, I mean, he was... He, he never... He was happy. So, yeah. And, and I had a good time. I mean, Daryl turned out to be... You, I, I could tell real quick that it was all the show. You know, he was he was all about getting attention, and and that's how he was getting it. But yeah, well, I tell you what, you guys got me on here with 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 Mike Helton and, and Nelson today. I'm I'm honored to be on the show with those two guys. Well, I tell you, we're honored to have you on the show, and I, I can't think of. Uh, um Anybody I'd rather have for our, our first show than you, especially with uh, um, the passing of Junior Johnson, which, which your brother Mike's the one that texted me and told me about it. I, I wasn't aware of it that that evening. I, in fact, I think my wife and I were on our way to dinner. But um, Junior was, uh, did he have some sort of thing going on where, uh, um, now th- this is away from racing a little bit, but it, did he have something something going on up there where he, he cooked breakfast for Everybody, anybody that'd show up at his house, or didn't he have some sort of breakfast deal there for a while? Yeah, that got that got big after he left the holler. You know, after he and Flossie divorced, he went down the road seven miles and, and built this big mansion. And out in front of the mansion, he had like a little garage out there that he had uh, he had morning breakfast that everybody that was welcome to come and do. I didn't I didn't get to do it. You know, I I was. Uh, I was spoiled by the breakfast at Flossie's house. <laughs> and you, when you went to Flossie's, you got homemade biscuits. If you went to Junior's garage there, you got what we call Whop biscuits. You hit these cans on the side of the 
at the counter and, got, and, it, and it went wop and the biscuits come out. I love wop biscuits. I like any biscuits, as you can see by looking at me. No, my brother one time, uh, this was years and years ago, said, you want to go have breakfast with Junior Johnson? And I said, what are you talking about, Smoke? And uh, he said, well, um, a, some of my friends, you know, go up there and they have breakfast with him about once a week and anybody can do it. And so I always wondered about that. That was... Uh, yeah, it was out there in the garage, out, out away from his house. You, went, you didn't go into his house and sit down and eat breakfast, but he had a big garage out there with a big long table. And, and uh, he had, really, he had guys coming in uh, to do the cooking. And they would start out. I went over there one day, and I seen them slicing up these hot dogs. And I said, "No, no, 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 I'm not. I'm going back home. My wife, my wife can make biscuits better than than anybody I know, <laughs> including Flossie. <laughs> including Flossie now. Yeah, I mean, I I put my wife's biscuits up. She is no doubt. I mean, you can ask Alan. He's sitting there. I mean, he's, <laughs> oh yeah. He's, he, he, he used to eat them too. We still get to eat them, but yeah, my wife's the best cook. But anyway, going back to that whole deal there, he did that for a while out there. And I think it just got too overwhelming for him. I would imagine. With all the people. Yeah. With all the people. And, and Lisa saw that, that, you know, we all get older and Junior couldn't keep up with it all. So they sold all that and moved down to Charlotte, down in the, the gated community. And then I talked to Junior later on. I didn't get to see it. But he told me that he had moved away from the gated community and off down towards South Carolina to a place where he could have a garden you know he was said he had a garden but he loved he loved to grow stuff which i do too and i love to hunt and do all that stuff he was talking about hunting with the, the dogs with mike while ago it was funny yeah. i don't know if i told y'all i don't know if i told y'all before but earnhardt dale earnhardt senior uh was a big yeah y'all know he was a big hunter yeah you know he would well he he when it looked like that he was going to come and drive the 11 car after Daryl left, he got dog hunting dogs, coon dogs, and would come up, and he would contest the junior's dogs. And it was the funniest thing in the world. I was, you know, because I lived here beside the shop, and I love hunting. And the guy that took care of the dogs for, for a junior named Philip Purdue, I would go hunting with him five nights a week, just about. Good we keep junior. He kept junior's dogs tuned up. Junior had flown his dogs to Indiana and had them bred to the world champion. And then he would raise the puppies up. And, and they, you were not going to beat his dogs. You Earnhardt could forget it. It was, it was not going to happen. And it was just so funny that Dale would come up one week and, and, and we had a couple of, uh, of dogs, uh, tree and walker dogs. It would just blister his dogs. I mean, just wow. I mean, they were fast, you know. And we would laugh. They would leave. He he he'd go back and he'd find two more dogs and he'd come back again. And and it was just hilarious. But I was sick one night with the flu, and he called the house. My wife answers the phone, and I hear her tell him, "Says Dale, he's 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 in bed. He's sick. He can't go." And she walked in there and, and handed me the phone, and it was Earnhardt. He says, "Let's go." I said, "I can't. I said, I'm sick." He says, "You're going if I have to come down there and get you out of that bed." And I asked him, I said, Dale, why can you not go hunting, coon hunting with Junior Johnson without me there? He says, Mike, you know darn well he's going to take me up in them mountains up there, and y'all, he's going to turn out and, and he's going to go off and leave me up there, and he's going to laugh about it. He says, I know you won't do it, because he and I grew up together. His daddy, Ralph, and 
you know, and Daddy had cars back at Greenwood Pickens. Oh, yeah. We we grew up together. Yeah. And then when, when I went back to Spartanburg, and Alan can tell you this, I built that dirt car for Dad. Dale was driving a dirt car for his father-in-law, Robert G., at the time. Right. And we, we, we went up to Metrolina and had, we just had put 13 coats of white and 13 coats of Cadillac gold on our car and buffed it out and sanded it. I mean, it's beautiful. Daddy liked beautiful, pretty cars. Mm. And Dale was there that night. He run up over the back of the back bumper, across the deck lid, across the roof, and across the hood of this car and tore it, just, just messed up my pretty paint job. <laughs> So, so he had come in because he wrecked too, and I'm down there and I'm gonna punch him. I'm, I'm serious. I was mad. I, I was I was really mad at him. But he was sitting in the car, and and uh, Robert G had put a window net in a dirt car back in those days. You know that's the first one I'd ever seen. And Dale was sitting there and he had his thumb on the latch to keep me from letting the window net down. And he was what? And he was laughing me trying to punch him through the window net. <laughs> Man, I, this is why we got you on the show, Mike. I mean, this is the kind of stories you're not going to hear anywhere else. We're talking to Mike Hill, who is uh, Alan's Hill, Alan Hill's brother. But Mike, uh, maybe uh, Alan is Mike Hill's brother. I'm not sure which which way I should build that. But Mike worked for uh, Junior Johnson. How many years did you work for Junior exactly? I didn't work 24. I, you know, I, I, I was around Junior back in the days, you know, before then, but I worked, uh, I was like 16 years total. Well, I, went, I come to work there, I come to work there in 1980, and then Junior, you know, he got done in 96. I was, we was still part of the deal whenever we took that uh, 27 car and got it out of the holler. He told me, he said, I need you to, I need you to get the, get your race car and, and get, get my good people, my loyal people, and get them out of here. And I said, hey, he says, I'm, I'm fixing to go through a bad divorce. And he says, y'all don't need to be be bothered with all that so we took the car and went down to space that's when we had the 27 car we ran out of space with it <laughs> now was uh didn't he sell out to to brett bodine he sold the 11 car to brett yeah he sold the 11 and the, and the shops that's on the on the other side of the creek to brett and then then brett ended up having to sell them all that stuff he put it all up at auction yeah yeah because brett i mean i don't remember him doing too good with with junior stuff. In fact, I think he tore a bunch of it up right off the bat at Daytona, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, it, it was tough. If you didn't have if you didn't have junior down there in the holler, it was tough to race. You know, it was just tough. But he, let me tell you one thing. You know, I tell everybody that that when I went to work for Cecil in in, in 72, 73 there, Cecil Cecil taught me how to race you know he taught me how to build race cars he taught me how to do it the right way and alan can tell you because when i came back to spartanburg alan could see the difference in, in what i had learned and um and then going to work for junior it was junior taught me how to take that and then expect to win and that's one of our mottos where we're at with action express down there with our deal we got we got it up on the wall down there every race we expect to win we don't we don't go in not expecting to win, and so yeah. Well, we won a few. You did well, Mike. What I remember about Junior is once you moved up there, you know, we always had a hard time about keeping that dirt car ring cool. And uh, I come up there to visit you one weekend, and you could just walk in the shops. I mean, all the roll-up doors were opened up there. You could just walk in and sit down or talk to somebody or something like that. But 
is back there working, and I was up there, and about that time, Junior walked down there, and he pulled up at Barstool, and he's sitting there with him white t-shirt on them white britches and that black belt around through there and you said go over and talk to junior about that dirt car running hot now i walked over and i got telling junior he said son he said it's simple if you can't make 30 laps on a saturday night and keep that car running <laughs> cool he hollered at a boy he said go up there to my motor shop get me a set of pulleys get me the belts get me the water pump and get me a radiator out of the top of that attic up there and he come down there and he said put in this boy's car and let him go back to Spartanburg and he gonna run cool tomorrow night <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at him and I said I ain't got no money he said did I ask you for money <laughs> ah, that's great yeah. that's great yeah. Junior helped a lot of people that was that was I mean Alan was just one of good gosh a hundred that people didn't know what all Junior was doing for people you know uh, Mike before we have to people People would come in the garage, and Junior would tell me, look, these guys need this, this, and this. Fix them up, you know, and I'd go and shocks and brakes and rotors, well, Mike, whatever it took to keep yeah. going. But I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but before we have to let you go, I wanted to touch a little bit about the 24 hours of Daytona, y'all. Y'all are hanging yeah, in there, like, in the top, uh, yeah. easily in the top five, and, uh, and like... Yeah, Second, third, or fourth when I was uh, when I was watching, and I went to bed and woke up, and uh, something happened overnight there when I took my eye off of it. And uh, did I hear uh, Alan say it was like a transmission problem of some sort? Yeah, uh, we don't really want to talk about that, but I get I get kind of ill. What we have now, uh, Perry, is we got computer systems on our cars that tell whenever the driver, we have paddle shift, when the driver touches the paddle, it's supposed to tell the engine, okay, we're going to make a shift here. You need to make an RPM change, you know? Anybody that's raced cars knows this. You know, you, you've got to lift, just just blip, blip the engine to get the, the dogs to, to intertwine to make sure you get the shift done. Right. Well, apparently on lap 13 now, y'all didn't know this, on lap 13, we lost second gear because the blip wasn't long enough to complete the shift from second to third. So it smeared my second gear dog in my transmission. And I knew, I knew, because I'd been, I, I talked to them. I'm not down there anymore, but I can, t- you know, they were talking to me back and forth. And I, and I told them, I said, look, just run in third. Don't go, don't tr- tell those drivers, do not go to second gear. Okay? And we, man, we went on all the way up until the morning came, you know, almost, right. and running with just third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, and only use first in, on pit stops, and then just double shift it and go to third, and then then we was good. Well, apparently, they put one of those drivers in. I'm not going to name his name, but he forgot what they told him about touching second gear, mm. and he tried to go in the second, and uh, it killed it. it. It just wiped out the the cluster. My boys did a good job getting another cluster. You know, they call them gear clusters, casings, all, and just pull it out. Put another set of gears in it and finished out. Run the last six or seven hours of the race. And Boy, yeah. I, I took that thing. I took, I took that thing apart, and it was full of it was full of shrapnel. I don't know. It was, I don't know how we finished it because those things are they'll self destruct with anything in there. Well, when you got a twenty four hour race and you. Screw up on lap thirteen. That makes for a long, long race. Yeah, but we, you know, we were competitive. You were. We, we could run. We could run in the top three with uh, with no second gear. I mean, we can. You know, we 
it didn't look like it was going to hurt us too bad because obviously, well, there was another thing going on down there. They had decided to go in where the rumble strips are in the corners. They decided to put down these big steel spikes that held down some nylon, I don't know, nylon bumpers or something. And everybody was running over them. I know the, the Penske car tore the bottom off of their car. We yeah. tore the bottom off. Of, and we had a hole in the floor. So, you know, mm. we weren't competitive as, as much as what we should have been. But, yeah, it well, wasn't one of our better 24s. You know, Penske's car didn't do too good sliding under the tire barrier either down there at the at the chicane. <laughs> so, like, too early in the race for them to be doing that. I you know, know, that was real early. But, well, yeah. so you got Sebring coming up. Is that the next race? Yes, it is. We're going to go down there and test next week and uh, hopefully get all these, make sure we don't have any more bugs with our shipping and uh, see, how, see how it all shakes down. We're, we're down to one car now. We don't have but the 31, the Wheeling. Right. Or the five car. Um, there with J.D.C. Miller now. Great people up there. You know, I hope them all the best. And they finished third. I was happy for them. They got on the podium with the five car the first time out. So. Well, sounds like y'all could have been there, too, for a little bit better luck. But, you know, got a long season to go. And we're going to be, uh, hopefully, we'll get you back a couple of times during the season. I, you know, we really try to cover all the, the different forms of motorsports. And uh, we, we talk about IMSA every week. And uh, it's some great racing. I love to watch it. And... Sebring, um, I mean, that's a big one. That's, you know, yeah. race fans like me have heard of Sebring ever since they were born. So, you know, that's a, everybody was, knows. I was, really, I was really proud of that Sebring win that we got. Yep. It was the first time that we, we won it with our Corvette. And that was the first time a Chevrolet had won that race down there in 50 years. So I got a, I got a big uh, poster up on my, on my wall in the garage. But talking about dirt racing, that. East Bay race last night down there in Tampa was one of the best dirt races I've seen in a long time. I don't know if you heard about it, but I'm sure you can go back. Y'all need to go back and look at the replay of it. You know, those two boys was fighting. They, they passed each other like three or four times after the white flag coming back to the check. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, this is racing right here. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's what we want to talk about. And um we'll get we'll get your brother alan to research that a little bit for us here and uh but thank you for coming on and like like i said i hope we can have you on some more during the season and and best of luck to you and uh at sebring and, and all around the country well y'all y'all be safe down there in spartanburg i know we used to call it tornado alley whenever i lived down there and y'all are still holding up that uh that tradition down there well it, it, it was thursday for sure thank you mike we'll talk to you later see you guys all right, that's Mike Hill, and a great interview. A lot of, lot of good stuff about Junior Johnson. I almost let him get away without even mentioning him, so, but uh, uh, we did get it in there a little bit. So we're going to take a break right now and come back, and I'm just going to sit back and rest my vocal cords and let Alan talk about all the short track stuff. He's got uh, this huge illegal sheet of paper. Actually, he's got it on the back of an envelope this time. but um, It's we'll a lot. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back for some more uh, uh, Start Your Engines after this. Uh, you're listening to 1400 Fox Sports Spartanburg. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirits' tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirits carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirits apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits. Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like... Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. Improved you can save on the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken Biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit upstatelogistics.com. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Open Mic Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. Hi, is anyone there? How do we explain our longevity? Clean living, for one. Mm. A keen grasp of reality. Mm. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell give it to the man right now sitting over here uh we just had his brother for about 20 minutes now we're gonna have uh the man alan hill alan um well what's going on on the short tracks i mean they out there putting the soap suds on the clay getting it ready or how we how we sitting for the season well we getting some um new racetracks out here we got a new racetrack called antioch speedway up here next to morganton uh it's opening up. Like I said, that's going to be that long half mile racetrack. So, now is is that a completely new one or a refurbished no, it's, one? It's going to be a refurbished one. Okay. Uh, the owners, the well, I ain't going to say the owners, but uh, the people that was running Harris Speedway last year, they kind of lost that racetrack because the, the original owner Curtis Teams he sold the racetrack, and so these new guys that's going to open up Harris or run Harris this year, they told the, the Pittmans that they is going to have to kind of move on so they moved up to Antioch and they text Danny asked us if we would come up to Antioch and race and Danny texted me about two weeks ago at about nine o'clock at night he said they want to know if we'd come to Antioch I said well do they give a trophy he said yep 
I said, well, we'll come. Well, let me ask you this. Now, that's a, I haven't been to Morganton in a long time, but, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty good haul, isn't it? Uh, it's about, they say it's about an hour and 20 minutes up there for us, but, uh, you know. Uh, it's a lot longer than it is to Harris. I, you, oh, yeah, it's a lot longer, but, you know, uh, Danny said, uh, Danny cleaned up his shop uh, over the wintertime. He he texted me, and he said, I'm missing something. I said, what's that? He said, uh, uh Carolina Speedway, they're going to let us come up there and race at Carolina Speedway this year because uh, they've had a rule change up there, and they kind of got with Cherokee Speedway, and they come coming out with a new division. Well, they, they don't call us limited sportsmen anymore. They call us like a super street division, and both team, both car uh, track owners kind of got together, and that way we can either go up there on Friday night and race, or we can come back to Gaffney and race on Saturday night, but... Two nights a week, that's just awful lot for me. Yeah, Carolina, yeah. that's the one in Gastonia? Yep, that's the one in Gastonia. Now, back back to Antioch, just a minute now. How long has that track been closed? Because that, that, uh, that name brings some memories yeah, back that, to my mind. I, I think she's been closed for about four or five years now. Okay. But uh, I hadn't went to it, but I've been doing a little bit of research on it and stuff like it. And I haven't yeah. ever heard of it for some reason. I, I don't know why. I guess just uh, it's, Antioch's kind of an unusual name around here. Yeah. I was thinking Tennessee. Seems like there was an Antioch in Tennessee well, at one time. Well, what gonna, you got on your list there? So that's going to give us about five dirt tracks around here. We still got uh, Gaffney Speedway over here with Scott Childers and Tony A. there. And uh, we got Traverse Rest with Eddie Rape still promoting Traverse Rest Speedway on Friday night. Now we're going to have the new owners up there at Harris Speedway. And we got Antioch. We got Carolina. So... I should have a in about the next couple of weeks. Whenever these boys start back up racing, we we should have a lot to be talking about. Plus, I'm I'm gonna try to get like I said, uh, like my brother's talking about. You got the World of Outlaws. They're gonna be down here at Florida all this next week. They race every night down there in Florida. And you got Barry Wright, Barry Wright's house car. He got a new driver. His name was Daryl Lanigan. Everybody knows Daryl. And I uh, talked to Barry over the winter time and. Where he's had his uh, heart surgery, his stents put in, he feels like a new man now. So, I've been there before. So now he said he feels like he's going to go chase another World of Outlaws crown. So uh, four weeks ago, they was out in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I said, I talked to him uh, three days ago, and they was getting ready to leave to go down to Brunswick and stuff like that. And I looked at him, I said, man, you sure do look good, Barry. He said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But, well, now, uh, these, these five local tracks that you're talking about, uh, do they have similar enough rules packages that you can go to any of them? Uh, no, that's the reason I'm uh, putting another car together right now. Uh, we, uh, certain racetracks is wanting certain things. Sometimes these, when you get two tracks want to run on the same night, they'll kind of go their different ways to try to keep you at their racetrack or whatever. But uh, it's like I tell my family, once we... Uh, we race one night a week. That should be enough for us. It's still of racing two nights a week and stuff like that. It's just, it's just awful. I can't, I can't understand these boys. Well, which uh, like Barry and them, Daryl Lanigan, they actually doing it for a living, so they, they want to race every night, right? So uh, well, we, I, I, we just we racing for a hobby. First thing that pops into my mind is the old days of uh, NASCAR. You know, Greg and uh, Bud Moore and uh, doing a. Uh, I mean, I wrote that book on the silent speedways, and they were running four times um, a week. Oh yeah. I, I mean, and and this we're, we're talking pre-interstate days. 
uh, uh, most of it, almost all of it, and that that was. Yeah, and you're racing for eight hundred dollars sometimes to win. I mean, it, I just don't see how they survived and and how they did it. I mean, there had to be a whole lot of love of racing in there. Yeah, there was Perry, and uh, that was you know we went up there on that northern tour one time, and that's when Billy Wade won four in a row, and they was only up there like two weeks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they they run Islip and what was the other one? Bridgehampton, uh, Watkins Glen, Watkins Glen, yeah. Bridgehampton, Islip, and uh, uh, they, they, there's some others that they had in there from one time or another. Fonda, they'd go up in the Maine to Oxford. I mean, that yeah. Northern tour it, it entailed a whole lot of places. But they they just race all the time. Yeah, and, but uh, but I mean, down here though, you were running like uh, seemed like Columbia was always on a Thursday. But you and and and, um, and Spartanburg was usually on a Saturday, and you'd have uh, Asheville Weaverville on Sunday. I mean, you know. It, but we're talking about consecutive days. They right. they'd run three races in four days all the time back in the sixties yep. and fifties, and uh, they'd run. I guess you had to when the purse was, and you know we've looked it up, and I know Perry knows all the history stuff for eight hundred dollars to win. I know this stuff was back in the early sixties, but. That wasn't a whole lot. You had to go to Darlington or Daytona or something to get like $22,000 or something. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. The biggest way that they made it was by most of the stuff they had, if you had a factory deal, uh, was free stuff. And uh, I don't know how they done it. Well, you had a lot of a lot of people helping each other back in those days. I mean, uh, you, uh, yeah. it, it was... Um, you know, if you needed something, you sort of like Mike was just telling us about Junior Johnson and uh, the radiator and uh, running hot in a thirty lap race. You know, if you he helped you out there. So, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. You you uh, talking about Junior? Whenever uh, they had uh, North Rooksboro up there, Junior invited everybody down there for breakfast down there at his shops and open shops up to all the race teams to come down there and. and uh, Junior was sitting there. Done. I heard this from David that David and all of them down there fixed him a plate. Went up there to Junior's office, and Junior sit behind a desk, and Junior had like a bus seat sitting right in front of it. And one of his dogs was sitting up there, and it laid up in that bus seat. Said so David walked in there and said, "Junior, tell your dog to get down." He said, "No." Nah. He said, "Do what?" He said, "I'm only going to look at you right now." He said, "But I got to look at that dog come Monday morning." <laughs> he said the dogs with me the dogs with me more than you are <laughs> so I'm not going to tell the dog to get down <laughs> so uh, alright getting back to the, the short tracks uh, Alan when do we, uh, we gonna, when do we get rolling here we're going to get started up here in about two or three more weeks uh, you know we ended off this year you know you get me a little sticker to put on the side of my race that's car. right we didn't talk about that did that's we that's right you uh we kind of ended off we kind of ended off last year on a good note we won the, the big race over there at, at Travers Rest Speedway then we went over here to Cherokee Speedway to won the big blue gray race over the there the blue gray race the we didn't have blue. a show since that happened so that was a yeah. that was like the big the big race of the year and it's got yeah. that Fox uh 1400 AM Spartanburg sticker right there on the the back of the car in Victory Lane. In Victory Lane. I sent you a text. You, you did. You I kept, got it. You kept on sending me a text of, how'd you do? How'd you do? I just <laughs> sent you a text of the checkered flag and the trophy and the fox. So. And congratulations. That, and that was the way to, so you haven't been on the track since uh, since you won. So, uh, pretty much we are, we still winning right now. 
Well, you know, you look at it. Yep. Uh, but since uh, we had, hey, that's the only way to look at it. Yeah. Well, well, getting back to that though, I mean, you go, you, 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 you have the luxury of picking and choosing. Right, I mean, you, yeah. you're not going to be at Cherokee every week like no. some people are, or uh, it, you're not going to be anywhere every week. No, uh, you're going to show up. Uh, uh, we're going to show up, Mr. Wilson. He's done calling. I Mr. Told Mr. Wilson, Wilson did he, he have is. a good off season? Oh yes, Mr. Wilson's had. He's been a little bit under the weather, but uh, he's getting better. And uh, he's done called me, and I told him uh, he'd come by the shop, sits there, and watches me work on the race car every so often. He wants to get up out of that chair, and I said, No, no, no. Whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Mr. Wilson. Well, uh, just make sure he knows where they're racing. Yeah. Before he lights out. Um, well, you know who else I got to ask about? Yes, sir. Wally Fowler. Wally Fowler. Wally Fowler. Wally Fowler. He, uh, Is he building a new car? Or do you know, know what he's doing? I've kind of kept up with Wally just a little bit. You know, you kind of keep up with your competition. That's what bit. I'm asking oh, for. Oh, yeah. You got to keep up with competition. He's a... Uh, He's going to be tough this year. He's always tough. He's going to be tough at Travers Risk. He's going to be tough at Harris. And uh, I hope the tornado what, didn't go through any of his uh, no, that agriculture. Tor- no, that tornado kind of stayed right up Main Street yeah, right it here. Did. It did. It kind of stayed around I, 29. I, I thought they, I thought they was going to boo vote Daniel Morgan one more time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he about to take him out to the yeah. battlefield. Well, I, I have a new update. Okay. Where's it snowing? Reedville. Well, okay. that's getting that's down there where they got a... That's that's mighty close. Yeah, that's getting coming on up uh, Reedville Road. But uh, they'll be at the Beacon soon. You were at the Beacon last night. Yep, I was at the Beacon last night, trying to support some of our sponsors and stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, this coming season, I'm planning on having some of our uh, super late mile drivers. I want to get some of them on here and interview them. Uh, I'd like to get Chris Madden. Chris Madden, he stays on the road all the time, but I think he might make time for us because. We're coming on Saturday, like 11 o'clock and stuff like that. Well, I'm telling you, go ahead and get them and tell me what you got. You don't right. have to ask, you know, you just do it. Right. You just do it and say, um, I got Chris Madden for 11 o'clock or 1120, and, I, and, and you're good. We're good. We'll right. build a show around it. We, we go. Before I forget, and we'll get right back to that, I've got to thank Lanny McKinney before the whole show gets away from me. Lanny, he's had a good off-season. I saw him the other day with Greg. and yeah, uh, Lanny and I have texted some Lanny during the off-season. Lanny asked off me season. last night if we weren't having um, Mike Helton, and I said, yeah, we got Mike Helton for our first guest. So Lanny does our podcast and uh, got me a whole bunch of business cards, which uh, yeah, I need to start carrying them. They're really nice looking, and... Um, but Lanny does our podcast. He's our backup for, uh, um, you know, when I forgot forget to start the tape over there, he'll he'll have the show recorded yep. for us and and does a great job. Lanny's our behind the scenes uh, technical person, and we thank him and look forward to having him uh, backing us up for another year. And I'd like to thank the boys up there at the Bojangles where I eat breakfast with. All of them's listening to us now. As a matter of fact, I just got a text from one of them. Scotty, it works up there at Spartan Crankshaft. Okay. He's, uh, he said it's snowing in Valley Falls right now. Well, that's, that's, it's got us surrounded. That's over the hill. I mean, yeah. that's, that's real close to where we are. So uh, make sure you get your milk and bread, people. <laughs> <laughs> what good is it going to do, man? I don't have, I'd have to set it out on the porch to keep it refrigerated. I don't have well, any electricity. It's only supposed to get up 40 today. So. <laughs> well, I don't have any electricity. And from this hot flash, I got I plenty just, of wood. From, I got wood, uh, but that don't. 
keep stuff cool. Um, no, I got a text just a few minutes ago saying um, that the latest it'll be 10 o'clock the 9th. And I thought today was the 9th, but, you know, I got... Well, they're giving me another. Uh, they're giving me another data well, if freeze. If you don't have power, you're not going to get to watch no racing today. <laughs> no. Well, I, I, I can watch it on my phone if I can figure it out. Okay. Well, you have to go sit in your car. I have to sit in my car because my battery's about dead. Okay. So I got to. And then we're going to have uh, going to have a little bit of racing tomorrow. We're going to have qualifying. Then we're going to have at Bush or I say it's Bush. Uh, what's that? Clash the Clash. I think it's, it's just clash. just the Clash. And I've, just I've, the NASCAR Clash. NASCAR class. Well, while we're talking about it, let's uh, let me do the. How much time I got there, Ronnie? Oh, we've got we got plenty of time. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right. We, yeah. We've still got close to twenty minutes left. Okay, well, I'm gonna do with this now anyway. Uh, if I can find it on um, at eleven thirty before we go off to air here, which that's about now, isn't it? Eleven thirty is eleven forty two, so it's already on the air. Is the um, Final practice on FS1 for um, the Bush Clash. Then at 1230, uh, NASCAR Hub, you know, that's the talk show. Then at 1.30 is uh, the Daytona 500 practice. That's on FS1. At 2.30, at, I'm sorry, at 3 o'clock, they've got the final practice for the Daytona 500. Uh, that's on FS1. And at 4.30 is the Lucas Oil 200 ARCA race. And that is on FS1. So we have a lot of practice that's underway right now and a full-fledged stock car race at 4.30, which is usually a real exciting race. Um, so we'll... Um, <laughs> I guess I'll be at Applebee's or someplace. I was going to say, you're going to spend an <laughs> afternoon at Applebee's. I can think of worse places. Um, then tomorrow... Uh, 7 o'clock in the morning, they're going to reshow the ARCA race. But at noon, um, they have the Daytona 500 qualifying. Okay. And I think what Nelson told us was it's one lap. Um, I thought that he always did two, but I guess they're going to do one lap. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's not any of this funky uh, five or six cars out there at the same time and yeah. uh, waiting each other out on pit road or anything. They're just going to go out there and qualify. And your fastest two qualifiers, as has always been the case, make the 500 front row. Right. And everybody else will be filled in on the, the dual uh, qualifying races on Thursday. Well, they done buffed their way in. <laughs> well, I know that. And it used to be a whole lot more exciting. I, I got a story to tell you whenever we was first year down there. Go with, ahead and tell the it Chattanooga now. Chattanooga Chew down there. Yeah. Well, uh, before you get to that story, let's fit in our last break. Okay. And then we can go to the, the house with it. All right. Let's do it. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Driving Studio. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. 
Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Looking for a reliable and affordable graphics printer? Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, and banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full-color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. Image Printing is your one-stop shop for all your personal and professional printing needs. Image Printing has been servicing the upstate since 1989 and provides the personal touch that you will be sure to love. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Avenue across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center or call 864-583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Clary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job. So neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up, place an order online, or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. The weather has finally cooled down, but that doesn't mean your need for ice changes with the seasons. The big game is just around the corner, and that means time for parties. Whether you're hosting a big party or just having a few friends over to watch the game, Twice the Ice can help you get ready for your event. Twice the Ice has 12 convenient ice houses located throughout the county. Twice the Ice is affordable. You get a 10-pound bag for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. It's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find the Twice the Ice location near you, visit SpartanburgWater.org slash ice. So what if your roommate, we'll call him Einstein, decides to microwave a metal bowl full of cookie dough and sets your apartment on fire? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. See State Farm agent Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg for auto, renters, frankly, all kinds of insurance. Cliff's got your back. So call Cliff Gobert today at 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cliff Gobert, State Farm Insurance, East Main Street in Spartanburg. I've seen the bookmarks on your computer. Gmail, Google. Where are we? Why are we not bookmark worthy? Go away. Don't talk to me. I hope your car radio explodes. Okay, I take it back. But please, bookmark SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. That sounds like late night music to me. <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, that was a little different. Greg, what you got there, buddy? Well, I just want to say uh, we did lose another uh, guy that was a pretty big legend in NASCAR for years, Mike Fryer, and he was an engine builder. Worked for Banjo, then he worked for himself for a long time and uh, built some great, great race motors. But we lost him, and uh, just want to mention that. Uh, been working with Ernie Smith and we're going to be a sponsor on his car again and uh, we got some additional help we're going to have a better motor this time so it's a little bit down on power now Ernie runs the uh, drag racing in the uh, that uh, double A southeastern double A gas right and uh, we got with a, a 
guy that used to help us a little bit that done a lot of drag racing. We put our heads together and we come up with, with some better sewing our heads. And we had to spend a little bit of money, but we'll be a little bit more prominent on the bumper with Starship engines. But uh, he runs good, and if this thing this thing should turn out about another hundred horsepower. Oh, good. So anyway. He'll be with us from time to time, and uh, glad to have him. And he uh, he really supports the show, and uh, like I say, we will get it out there. Want as many listeners listen to this great show as we can. Good, that sounds great. Now, Alan, you had a a story you were fixing to tell when we took our last break, so have at it, well, buddy. We was talking about Daytona coming up here, and they got these one twenty five. Well. 150 qualifiers now, and that's probably one of the reasons they kind of stretched them out a little bit, is to make these boys make a gas stop, but, uh... Well, I remember the first time they did that, so they'd make Lorenzen stop. Well, uh, <laughs> They went from 100 to 125. Well, we was down there in 1989, Chattanooga Chew, and, you know, we was talking about the field, you know, lot the first two in, but now they got to where you can buy that, what is it they call it, charter or something like that? Yeah, well, the charter. In. Well, Greg, tell you, it didn't matter if it was Bud Moore or what. Whenever you went down there in 1989, if you didn't have a fast enough speed or in the top 15 or 16 cars, you had to go run. You tried to go buy you another ride to keep your sponsor happy. Yeah. And uh, didn't you say? You either had to do that or go home. So we was actually down there, and we didn't actually have a fast enough speed. Or Well, we had a speed, and... Uh, we was going now, to be this in, was with Larry Pearson, right? This was Larry Pearson. We, right. was, in the, we was in the second, second 150, 125 then. Right. And uh, in the first race, looked up there, and they was wrecking. Here was Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, everybody sitting there. And we was lined up. We actually lined up on the 24-hour course and behind the fence back there. Right, right. And uh, we seen all them, and it took out about 12 of the top cars right there. And we got to thinking about this. We got looking at your paperwork right there, and you seen, man, they all qualified in front of us. So there goes them top 10 spots that you had reserved for speed. So if we didn't finish in top 15, we was going home. Yeah. David come walking over to Larry, and he looked at Larry. He said, we're not stopping. Larry looked at him and said, do what? He said, you draft. You stay out of the gas. If we can't finish in top 15, you make sure that you save enough gas where we don't pit. We finished fourth. (laughs) (laughs) And just as soon as we hit pit road, NASCAR wanted a fuel cell out of that 16 car to see how big it actually was. And uh, like I said, Larry just drafted his way right up through there. We We was starting top 10 in the Daytona 500 first time out. So this deal of... uh, qualifying and stuff like that when you know you've already got the spot already bought in the race yeah i it just takes a lot of the fun kind of like bump day at the indianapolis it's exactly what it's like that's 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 exactly what it's like bump day at the indianapolis 500 to daytona you was you was sitting on pins and needles 33 make it and the rest of them go home greg you had an interesting uh uh time there if we got time to tell a quick story um, with Larry Pearson, uh, one of the last times y'all tried to run Daytona, and uh, I think a dialing back took you out or something, didn't he? Uh, there was a big wreck early on. or It was something like that. It was in 97, and we went down there, and we had that good car that Wally had run so good with. Was that the Moon Pie car? Or that was Universal? 
Yeah, it was going to be a Universal uh, car. Dave. Universal Studios. If all we had to do was make the race, and that's going to give us a hundred grand. Yeah. So, so that would have covered a lot of it. But uh, once again, it's just like like Adam was saying, uh, our speed wasn't all that good. But out there in the draft, Larry could just he could blow by him. I mean, we just the car handles so good, and we got into a situation like that. And we could have eat. We were fifth fastest in happy hour. And could run. When Larry would go after a draft, he'd go jump on Gordon and all them other guys. He'd jump up over the top dogs. But what happened, uh, well, for one thing, the crew chief we had at that time, he wanted to try to requalify to help the speed. I said, no, you don't do that. Because we ain't going to be able to help it that much. And it put us ten spots back starting. And we would have easily been in the top ten. And a car uh, had spun in front of him. I think it was Lake Speed or something. Figures. And he, anyway, he uh, uh, flat spotted a, a tire. And we finished 15th. And that that was we missed it by one spot. Yeah. So our ice went home. Oops, excuse me. Our rear end went home. Well, people don't realize that. You you take that first day qualifying, and they come over and they give you that sheet of paper, and you either had to stand, put your S beside it, or you're going to requalify. And uh, people don't realize a lot of that's going on in the garage area. Yeah, well, a lot of that's gone now. A lot of that's gone, just like you was talking about bump day at Indianapolis. I mean, that's, uh, that's some of it. Well... I ain't going to say it takes a lot of the fun out of it, but it takes a lot of sitting on the edge of your seat. Well, and that's fun. I mean, yeah. it does take some of the fun out of it for me, but that's, you know, that's you'll, what we got to work you'll, with. You'll have, you'll have about two or three cars at Daytona's racing for one spot. Yeah. And you'll watch, you'd rather watch them back oh, there. Oh, yeah. You'd rather watch them back there in the back of that pack of running 18th and 19th just to see which one's going to make this race. And you sitting there, oh, I hope he makes it. You know, unfunded team, and if you make the Daytona now, it's how much last place? Quarter of a million? Yeah, they don't even tell you anymore, but it's a bunch. Yeah, but it wasn't just uh, not too long ago that James Hilton... That's what I was going to talk about. You go ahead, was, was was He was in a, I don't know if it was a Hendricks car or something, but he, he had some better stuff. And he was a shoe-in to make the race, and I think three of the hot dogs drafted by him. Yeah, right there at the last. He had a gear problem. He couldn't get up through the gears. And uh, that was a year that Red Bull entered. And one of those Red Bull cars blew up and caused a caution flag that uh, um, he, he he was drafting along with the lead pack. He'd have been all right if they hadn't had the caution flag. And uh, one of those Toyotas blew and uh, sort of that's when he was driving a number 58 for uh, life. Li- the Living Channel or something like that. Some, But, you know, he. Uh, I remember I went up there and I, I saw him before he left and he had Talladega winner on the side of the, his hauler and they spelled Talladega wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, there's two L's in Talladega. He said, I'll, I'll have to take that up with my sign painter. But uh, <laughs> anyway, look, we've had a good first show. We had a... Um, a lot of weather talk, and we've had uh, Mike Helton tell us how it's going to be uh, this year. 
and we always are very appreciative of him taking time out of his busy schedule to come on and and um, we got a uh, uh, Greg's uh, giving us some good insight into uh, how it, it was in the past and the qualifying and everything. And once and, again, we'd like to thank Lanny. Yep, Lanny. Well, I thought I did. Just you a, did, but we need to do it more than once. <laughs> okay, Lanny's back for another year, and of course, Alan Hill. I uh, got his brother to come on and tell us about uh, Junior Johnson with some good stories about him. And um, and Alan's uh, got more time to build cars right now and not have to fill up those uh, legal pads. And I'm going to tell you, like I told you last year, Alan, if there's some, some week you got something to do with the car and you can't make the show uh, either, we understand or by all means send Jada up here. And Lanny just texted me, it's snowing in Bowling Springs. Well, it's here we go. We got to have to race to Applebee's to beat the beat the blizzard there, Greg. <laughs> I'm going to go out there and look, see if I can see the first flake. <laughs> well, you saw the first flake a couple of weeks ago, I think. Well, there's something about that interstate. It won't cross that interstate. It won't get on this side of the interstate. As long as it stays on that side, we're good. That's amazing. Yes, yeah. it is. Well, well, it needs to do that till we get through with lunch anyway. Darrell Walter used to call it that. What is it? The Vortex. Vortex. Something about Interstate 85 keeps it on that side or this side. That does seem to be the dividing line. But, but I just wish them tornadoes, don't get me wrong, I just wish they'd stay away, period. Well, they uh, they didn't stay away this week. Uh, and uh, for everybody out there that's uh, been affected by it, you know, we feel for you. Because it's, uh, I know it's bad. I'm, I feel so very lucky that all I've got is uh, um, a power a, outage. A, a power outage, and uh, and sitting by the fire, drinking my bourbon every night, looking at a uh, two black dogs that you can't hardly see in the dark. So, uh, thank you for listening to Start Your Engines, and we'll be back next week. Hopefully, uh, gonna try to get uh, uh, get us a Daytona 500 winner. If we don't, we'll have an interesting show, no matter what. But in the meantime, remember. Keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Your home for Presbyterian College Blue Host football is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 93.7.